Ronin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning. I am your host, Justin Juice Kelly. I am alone today. This will be a quick, just recap podcast for the Roast War Championship 5, Roasted Alive at Vern's Place in Indianapolis that happened on November 22nd. It was a fantastic event. Brad always puts on a great show. The comedians there also did a fantastic job. Everybody that participated nailed it, killed it. I mean, there was a couple of bouts that just didn't really hit with the audience like the others did, but it doesn't matter. They still had the balls to get up there. They still had the balls to go at each other and make fun of each other to the delight of the audience. So what like what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the recap basically that uh, Brad Riggler wrote, and then I will also give kind of some of my own personal uh, insight into what I think went down with the uh, with the battles, and uh, you know some of them, you know I might have some you know different words to say than Brad. So uh, I was lucky enough to be joined uh, by the judges, <clears throat> Dustin Roller, and then we also had Skyler Ortiz, professional boxer, who will be doing a uh, having a boxing match December fourteenth. So if you're looking to go watch uh, one of our, you know. Partners in crime in the Roast War Championship. Go beat somebody up. Check him out. Uh, Skylar Ortiz. Get a hold of Brad Riggler if you need tickets. And also, you can also get a hold of Skylar if you need tickets as well. Um, but once again, it is season, season's beatings, December 14th, right before Christmas. Skylar Ortiz, go get that win, buddy. <clears throat> but let's get kind of right into it. Um, I just wanted to go through these. Uh, and just kind of give you guys a uh, rundown of what happened, the winners, the losers, that kind of thing, because the winners of the uh, entire show was the audience, of course. The the audience had a fantastic time. People were buying the popcorn. People were throwing the popcorn. Shout out to Josh Springer for the people he brought that were in the front row, really hammering the, uh, the comedians with the popcorn. That was a great time. Um, but yeah, let's get right into the action. So it started off the first bout opening match couldn't have been a better match to start with Griffin Shira and Peter Hines, uh, Griffin Shira TKO Peter Hines. Uh, so Griffin won the match. Griffin stayed perfect. Stopping newcomer Peter Hines in two rounds. The bout opened the show and both men threw huge shots, but Griffin's confidence and razor sharp wit carried the day. Even so Hines was impressive and he could still be a contender. So, um, from a personal aspect, Griffin was on the juice in the morning podcast. He is one of the first to kind of break the, the juice in the morning curse is what I kind of called it. But I had also forgotten that Devon had won previously as well. Um, when I made that statement, but just to give him a shout out, Griffin went in there and he just he handled business. He his confidence and the uh, the shots that he threw at Peter, it was just tough to overcome. So Peter Hines is an impressive contender. I think he should come back. I think he should call somebody out and get this uh, train rolling on to the next bout. Then we move on to Joel Segner and Darren Feinsilver. This matchup was uh, very, was entertaining, to say the least. I enjoyed the fact that Darren tried to um, be creative. He tried to bring in the uh, the hip-hop beat. He tried to kill him with rhymes. I very much uh, 
if you kind of go back to the tape, I was the one kind of, uh, I gave him a vote for that because I thought the creativity was awesome. Um, but un- unfortunately, Joel Segner took him down. Segner made his uh, RWC, RWC debut, um, and the judges liked Segner's conversational approach more than Fine Silver's creative rap. That's according to Brad Riggler. Like I said, it was a very uh, entertaining uh, bout, I'm telling you. Darren Fine Silver, you have talent you have uh you have good writing ability something that i think will help you in the future give the audience time to laugh give the audience time to hear what you said process it and make it a joke um that's just kind of advice for me as a judge because a lot of the times i couldn't hear very well what you were saying and then um, once I kind of like processed what you said, I was like, oh, that was a fantastic joke or that was a fantastic roast. And um, but you were already moving on to the next thing. So it didn't even give us time to to laugh and accept the the laughter that you were giving us an opportunity to have. So once again, uh, I think you're I think you've got a lot of promise. I think you do. I think you just need to fine tune it and uh, figure it out when it comes to roasting. All right. And Joel Segner, you did a great job. Um, it was very, very, uh, you were cool, collected. You took the shots that Darren threw at you and just kind of, uh, you know, turned them around on on him. So I appreciated that. That was great. Um, Zach Garner and Stephen Riley. This was the uh, third matchup. This was a fantastic matchup. Zach Garner lost a very close uh, bout with, uh, Devon Shoemaker last roast and he was going up against Stephen Riley. Stephen Riley has a lot of creativity I, I believe and I think I like his stage presence but Zach Garner got him within two rounds as a TKO um, these are Riggler's words Garner is a beast and the beast was hungry really tried Riley tried to use nerd magic by referencing fantasy films and attempting long-winded setups, which didn't translate. Garner put the nail in Riley's coffin by saying, I'm not sure you understand what we're supposed to be doing here, Garner by beating. To be honest with you, um, I really wanted to know where Stephen Riley was going with his uh, first joke. I don't know if he ever even like, he never really got to the to the roast. So I'm interested to see, you know, when Stephen Riley steps back up in there, you know, how things are going to go. Zach Garner, I'm excited to see the person that you called out. I hope you guys get a matchup set up soon. Um, but yeah, Zach Garner definitely hands down took this one home. It was not even a close match like it was with Devon. Um, then we move on to Tommy Iyer and Nick Covert. Tommy Iyer surprised the RWC by earning decision over Nick Covert. Neither man really landed huge shots, but both kept the battle moving. In the end, the crowd favored Iyer. Covert is undeterred and shall return. So what I wanted to give my uh, two cents about this battle, uh, Tommy is Tommy had some knockout blows. Nick, you also had knockout blows the problem that i think kind of you guys ran into was the knockout blows were followed up with something that was weaker so it was kind of like um kind of one of those things where maybe i don't know i don't clearly remember the back and forth but when you have that knockout blow where you get a large pop i think that's the time to pass the mic to the other person because that gives you the time to kind of figure out how you're going to attack that other guy again and how you're going to get that set up for that another knockout punch because man those you guys had some great stuff some great jokes for each person but 
it was followed up with something a little bit weaker, which I think, you know, in the judges' minds and in the crowd's minds, we 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 kind of lost like the the uh, the the momentum. Um, so it's all about momentum. It's all about energy. I think you guys did a great job, um, but I think you know clearly Tommy won that matchup. But I think Nick's going to come back stronger than ever next time. Sandra Edgel and Josh Benedict. The Queen of Mean won this roast as she was expected to, but it wasn't as easy as it was expected to be. Josh's family was front row, and he gave gave them reason to cheer. But Sandra was too high a hill to climb, and she stopped the game. Benedict in two. Um, so, props to Josh Benedict taking this matchup kind of last minute. I mean, this is one of those situations where um, you know, in the, in MMA or something like that, where a guy takes a fight on almost no notice because, you know, he's going to go up there and he's going to try to do, do anything he can. Um, and then they turn it into kind of a, kind of a fight. So Josh had some really good stuff, but in the end, Sandra just, I think, I think she out, I think she outrode him. And I think Sandra is very, very good at not only roasting the person that she's against, but if they come up with anything to say against her, she's good off the cuff to kind of like accept that. And then if she's, I think she's just a writing machine. I think what's going on is she's got so many comebacks that if somebody gives her shit for something she already has in her notebook or in her mind something to respond with which is which is amazing and we i love so <clears throat> shout out to sandra for winning that one that was a great great matchup tyson cox versus jeremy arroyo this was a classic this was hilarious tyson cox was the 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 great comedian and um in a, in a in a completely different style than Jeremy. Jeremy is a also fucking hilarious human being. He's actually like, I mean, one of the I saw him at the Carolina Grill, and then I saw him at the roast battle, and I want to see more of Jeremy because Jeremy has just a a interesting uh, presence about him, an interesting way that he delivers his comedy. I'm very excited to see more from him. I hope he comes back to the roast war, but I also just want to see him do stand up. Um, but this is Brad's words. This match was a classic. Both men wrote and performed masterfully. Of all the matches on the card, this is the one that could have been called a draw. Arroyo's one-liners were perfect, but Cox handled them with expert precision. In the end, the crowd voted for Cox in a close one. This one, I, I'm telling you, this was a very, very close matchup. It was really great. Completely different styles. If I'm going to go back to like an MMA reference, it's a, it's a stand-up comedian that has a pretty polished game going against a kind of like a maybe a one-liner type comedian but also very polished at what he does and then also Jeremy Arroyo's creativity to start picking up the popcorn off the ground and putting it in his pocket like he was going to eat it and save it for later um that was just it was classic like i mean him doing that honestly drew the crowd's attention to him so Tyson towards the end of his last amount of roast that he could get out there people were like not even really hearing what tyson was saying because of the distraction by arroyo so this is what we've talked about with brad and with the other comedians about how you receive the 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 roasts and also how you deliver them um you can kind of there's a lot of theatrics that are involved that i think um you know can really change the game i think the more theatrics you bring to it the better um, then we move into Devon Shoemaker and Perez. 
Uh, Devon Shoemaker took him down in two rounds. Um, this, these are Brad's words. This battle is exactly what people expected, back and forth and vicious. Each round could have gone either way, but Shoemo- Shoemaker won the day. Not a surprise that the bout ended in a stoppage because both men were going for kill. Uh, th- what I want to say about this matchup is I think, and this is nothing against you, Perez. Perez, I think, came into this matchup with the same mentality and the same cadence and the same kind of uh, idea of how he was going to go after Devon that he did with Calvin. And Calvin and Devon are different animals. They're both hilarious stand-up comedians. I love both of them. They've been on the Juice in the Morning podcast. We're, we're, I feel like we're friends. We're under the same uh, umbrella network of flyover media. Um, but I'm telling you, man, uh, it's just a different It's a different beast when you're going up against Devon Shoemaker as well as Calvin. So Devon came in there with both guns blazing. He was going... He was going for really good jokes, and um, once again, Perez did his thing where he kind of holds back, and he, he he hit Devon with some good stuff, but overall, man, Devon just kind of knocked it out of the park. It was just one of those things that, you know, when you're on, you're on, and Devon could tell he was on because he would say something, the crowd would pop, and, you know, he could just kind of sit back there and wait for Perez to uh, bring something back to him. So once again, though, great battle. Loved it. It was very fun to watch. They are both hilarious comedians, and I have a I have a lot of respect for Devon Shoemaker and Perez. You guys both did a great job. Then we move into the main event: um, Patrick Murray versus Jeff Oske. These are Brad's words. Oske and Murray lived up to hype. Murray seemed rehearsed while Oske appeared to be reading his jokes for the first time. In the end, the crowd voted ninety percent for Murray, although a technical issue caused Oske to be announced the winner at first. Uh, that's a. I love that uh, Brad saying it was a technical issue. I'm interested to see what uh, part of the technical issue that was. Uh, but no, Patrick Murray and J- Jeff Oske, great, great matchup. I was interested to uh, see how, like, when when Oske was reading them, I couldn't tell if somebody else had read them or if he had rid- written them and never said them out loud. So then when he started to say them out loud, it was catching him, like it was you know making him like kind of laugh because he was like. I can't believe I wrote that down about this guy. Or maybe somebody else did help him out and write him. And uh, he was reading reading him for the first time and it was cracking him up. Honestly, it was a good play in my opinion. It made me laugh. It made me laugh when he was having a hard time getting those those jokes out. But <clears throat> Patrick Murray was great. Um, Patrick Murray's just not knowing if there's more time left or uh, hitting, the, uh, hitting the vape pen during the uh, battle. I mean, it was just a, it was just a classic matchup. It was it was worth every minute that we got to see of it, and uh, I look forward to seeing more of Patrick Murray's stand up as well as Jeff Oske. Um, we go into some of these uh, these other card or other parts of the card. Roberto Garcia versus Terry Shepard. This bout may have been more enjoyed if it happened earlier in the night, but instead it suffered because it followed the bigger matches. Nothing, men. <laughs> They split the first two rounds, but with 10 seconds left in the third, Shepard ran out of material and the bout was stopped. Um, so that was a, that was a, I'm telling you, sometimes it's tough when the crowd is getting destroyed by other people to come in there and keep that same energy level going. I think that was what was re- very difficult about that matchup. Um, it was kind of like uh, one of those things that I want to talk with Brad about possibly doing some sort of intermission, something like that. 
um, because then you can get the crowd out, let them get warmed back up, maybe have somebody come up and tell a couple of jokes, and then get them going back into the uh, swing of things. Um, maybe an intermission halfway through, something like that. Just something to think about, guys. Uh, just as I am a uh, you know a invested observer because I am doing the judging, I am helping Brad at any point I can. That's just an idea I had. Um, let's move on to the last matchup of the night. These are all Brad's words. This was probably the most controversial slash exciting slash uh, biggest shots thrown. Um, I just can't wait. Josh Springer versus Austin Fry. Three rounds went all three rounds. Could have gone another round. I had an idea to say, hey, let them uh, go at each other until somebody runs out of jokes, and that's who you declare the winner because we'll just get into it. This match was the most personal, intense, and highly contested. Springer stepped up his game and got the nod. Many people were shocked this was Fry's first time in the cage. Fry was cool, calm, and focused. Springer was animated and full of energy. Both men wrote amazing original jokes. In the end, the voters online were split 50-50, so then the match was just to be decided by screams from the crowd. Again, the screams were split, so the contest was decided by popcorn being thrown. Springer had a packed table in front, and they pelted the stage with popcorn. These two could headline a dozen RWC events, and no one would mind. Brad Riggler is 100% correct in this. Um, there's Out of all of the battles that evening, Josh Springer and Austin Fry stole the show austin fry got buried early got buried early josh was going at him going ham josh was taking him down but then there was some life austin started hitting him with some really good jabs really good jabs then he hit him with a couple of knockout punches i honestly in my judge's mind thought that this was the one of the biggest comebacks in the history of the RWC that I've seen. I've only been to three events. I know that there's been five. This was the biggest comeback. This should have gone to another battle of skill as opposed to going down to the audience because, you know, the audience is fickle. You never know. I mean, they were split 50-50 with the, uh, the cheers. I mean, this was a, this was a very well-contested battle. I very much enjoyed this battle. Uh, Austin Fry, man, you, you killed it. Josh, you already know you killed it because you did a great job. You're the uh, best dressed comedian there. Um, that was just, it was just a fantastic, like it was like what you dream this event and this show, this promotion is going to be this kind of, this kind of energy, this kind of atmosphere. You had the whole crowd rolling. You had, uh, the energy level was high. Um, I felt like there could, I mean, it could have gone so many different ways. It was fantastic. It was cool. It was awesome to see Austin Fry hold his own. I don't know, like, you know, the history between people. I don't know the history of how long people have been doing comedy, but I'd love to talk to both of you guys on the podcast whenever you guys are free. But once again, that is the wrap up for the roast battle RWC number five roasted alive at Vern's in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Roast War Championship is going to be moving to Crackers on January 30th. I will be there roasting Dustin Roller, my fellow judge. And I'm going to be coming at him. I'm going to be coming at him with a lot of energy. I am uh, I got a character that I've got working on that uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy. I'm going to have a good, uh, good outfit. I'm going to be very high energy. Um, I'm going to be coming at him with everything that I've got. And maybe I won't do that great. Maybe I will. Who knows? But really, to be honest, I'm going to win. I mean, that's the way it's going to be. Um, Dustin Roller is a 
very, very, very talented podcaster, but he is not going to beat me in the roast battle. But that is it for this week, folks. We will be back throughout the holidays to grace your ears with more podcasts. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I've got a lot of cool comedians that I'm meeting. I'm going to start taking my mobile recorder around and talking to people and uh, throwing the interviews up on the podcast feed. So look for that. And, uh, you know, have a great Thanksgiving. See you guys next week. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice in the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at JB underscore Juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Bouton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches. Hello, everyone. My name is Laura. And I'm Josh. And we are the hosts of the My True Crime Obsession podcast, the newest addition to the Magic Magic Squirrel Squirrel Network. Network. So if you guys like true crime as much as we do, then make sure you tune in every Tuesday to hear what crazy story we've dug up next. Also, make sure you go over to Facebook, give us a thumbs up, follow us for all the latest details. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. We'll see see you you there. there.